live on American Family Radio. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is Hope for the Caregiver. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. How are you feeling? How are you doing? What's going on with you? More than 65 million Americans right now are serving as a family caregiver. Maybe you are tuning into this show for the first time and had no idea that there was a show for you as a family caregiver. Well, there is. And this is the world's largest. We're here on American Family Radio and other networks as well. I want to give a big shout out to them, the Truth Network, his radio, uh, our affiliates in Suffolk, Virginia, 96.9, Norfolk, 100.1, uh, 110 AM, uh, 1010 AM is 1010. And uh, we're just glad to have all the affiliates that are carrying this show around the country and streaming around the world through the AFR app. Uh, which uh, uh, a lot of folks are listening to that now, by the way. It's just people still listen to radio. They just listen to it differently through their phones and so forth and on um, Alexa and other things. And so we're glad to have all of you here as we come together to strengthen the family caregiver, that individual who puts themselves knowingly, willingly, voluntarily, and without pay <laughs> between a vulnerable loved one an even worse disaster. And maybe it's a disease, maybe it's a disability, maybe it was trauma that led to a disability, maybe it was an event like a stroke, maybe it's alcoholism or addiction, those are chronic impairments, maybe it's aging. There's all types of different things that are going on that afflict human beings, and there's always a caregiver. And you are in the right place. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. And we're live this morning here on May 22nd. And I woke up this morning. I live in southwest Montana. I woke up to, no kidding, five inches of snow this morning. So here we are, almost June. But we need it because uh, last year we had a pretty rough fire season. A lot of uh, dry ground and we don't need the drought and so i'm glad for the moisture and uh, this snow will clear up here in a couple of days the rest of the country is enjoying nice balmy weather but we have a uh, cold and uh and snowy up here in the rockies uh, but we we do love it and it's beautiful and and it's it's great to see all right i'm gonna before i give i'm not gonna give out a scripture first because it'll give away the song so i'm gonna step over to the caregiver keyboard and I'm going to give you the song for today, and we're going to talk about this uh, throughout the show. And, and if you know this song, this is your time to call in, 888-589-8840, and then tell me why this song is important to you. And we're going to tie this in to the, to the family caregiver. So I'm stepping over here to the caregiver keyboard. All right, you ready?
All right, do you know that song? 888-589-8840. I didn't play the whole thing. It's a little bit long, but I wanted to talk about that song. I may play the whole thing a little bit later on the show, but 888-589-8840, if you know that song. I want to tell you a story that ties into that. I have spent a lot of time in a hospital uh, over the years. Uh, Gracie, to my knowledge, has had now 80 surgeries that I can count, 150 other smaller procedures, and this has been going on since her car wreck back in 1983. So when I get to the hospital with her, there's usually a lot of activity, um, and that it was that was pretty much the norm for us. And I'm running around and doing stuff and trying to coordinate with kids and all that kind of stuff. And that was that was our life for many, many years. This particular time in my life, God had been working on quite a few things in my life. And for whatever reason, I was not frenetic. You ever get frenetic in the hospital? You're, you're just running around and just, you know like a chicken with your head cut off and and those of you who have had lots of hospital visits and so forth and you just kind of trying to get so many things done and you're on your phone or whatever well I was I, that was my normal thing but I wasn't doing that this time and I was just sitting there beside her I was actually looking at the menu uh for that night of uh, just what we're going to order from the hospital cafeteria how uh how many of you all have spent a lot of time in a hospital cafeteria <laughs> So I was uh, just looking to see what, it was very quiet in the room. Gracie was post-op. She was not on monitors and she was resting. And I looked over at her and she was blue and she'd stopped breathing. And I immediately got the nurse in and they called the code team and she had coded, went into respiratory rest, code blue. And I had been at that hospital, I don't know how many times, I mean, just countless times. And I, there were people that showed up in that room that I had never seen before. I mean, like SWAT team nurses and that kind of stuff. And they intubated her, and, and I stayed right there, and I was calm and, and, and got, you know, everything got sorted. And they ended up taking her down to ICU and um, yada, yada, yada. What's the what's the application there? I was doing nothing. I was just sitting there. I was just sitting there. And she coded. Had I not been there, had I been out doing all the normal activities that I was used to doing and was known for doing, she'd have died. It's just that simple. And um, it was it was a scary time. But post-operative with Gracie can be a bit dicey. And sometimes with pain management stuff, they, they hit the mark. And sometimes they, they miss the mark. And this is one of those times where they miss the mark. And, and I was there. I was where I was supposed to be. I was doing nothing. And was able to save her life. Oftentimes, as caregivers, we feel like it's all up to us. And if we're not doing something, and if we're not looking like we're doing something, then we don't feel settled in our own spirits. You ever feel that way? That you've got to somehow just be uh, a flurry of activity. 
And that is when I started to embrace the concept that a friend shared with me when he said, never doubt the power of inactivity. Now, that's a different kind of concept for caregivers because we are a flurry of activity. And I still am. I mean, I make no mistake, I'm not uh, saying these things like I just sit around and, and, and watch TV all the time. I get fussed at quite often by friends and, and Gracie because um, I work from home. So the phone is my, my, my office, if you will. And I always have a Bluetooth on and, and I'm, I'm working. I'll do media interviews and all that kind of stuff while cleaning the kitchen. And I don't really make many apologies about it. If you hear clattering in the background, I got a friend of mine that called me up one time. She said, don't you ever just sit down and talk? And I said, no, I have things to do. But I've learned that there are times when I need to just sit down and do nothing. I don't want to give away the song, uh, but just to do nothing. Because that is itself a, an action step. And we're going to unpack that more once you tell me what that song was. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is Hope for the Caregiver. This is the show for you as the family caregiver. We'll be, we'll be right back. Oh, boy. Every day they get up, put on their uniforms, and walk out their doors in order to keep our families safe. They never know what they'll face, but they face it anyway with bravery and determination. There's been so much hatred toward law enforcement lately that we can't emphasize enough just how important it is for us to lift up our local peace officers, to let them know how much we appreciate them for all they do for our communities. That's why Sunday, June 13th has been set aside as a day of prayer for law enforcement. Please help spread the word to your family, your friends, and especially your pastor. You can get more information and suggestions for ways to encourage them at afa.net. The brave men and women who serve and protect our families deserve our respect and our appreciation. The American Family Association supports law enforcement, and we hope you'll join us in showing your support on Sunday, June 13th. Visit afa.net. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist and creation researcher with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, when we look at humanity, where do all the different skin colors come from? Chris, of course, all our traits are controlled by our genes, and they've always been quite mysterious. Now, as the human genome has been decoded, the mystery of the origin of skin color has not been solved. We can't figure out what controls the genes. Evidently, there's something behind the genes that turns them on and off and controls how long they operate. Here at the Institute for Creation Research, we're researching this, and I predict that many of these plaguing problems will soon be solved. One thing for certain, it won't be solved by claiming the genes randomly mutated. They were created by an intelligent designer, the designer that's mentioned back in Genesis. To learn more about creation, get our free DVD called That's a Fact. Call us at 800-628-7640 and mention the promo code FACT.
Welcome back to Hope for the Caregiver. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. We're so glad that you are with us. That is Gracie, my wife, with Russ Taff from her CD, Resilient. And by the way, uh, we're doing a special promo for this uh, month. Uh, we've got a pretty good-sized shipment that we're putting together to send over to Ghana. We've been working there for um, 16 years now. And we train and equip local workers to build prosthetic limbs for their own people. We normally take teams of people, but we can't do that right now with the COVID. But we do send over supplies. We recycle prosthetic limbs. And you guys have been great to help get the word out to uh, let people know that you could recycle a prosthetic limb. And it goes to a prison in Arizona. And uh, they are uh, they're run by a group out of Tennessee called Core Civic. And we've been great friends with them for many years. And inmates volunteer to disassemble the legs for us. And we could recycle the foot, the knee, the pylon, the screws, the adapters, the connectors, the prosthetic socks, some of the liners and sleeves, the belt systems. All those kinds of things can be reused. And we'll make a custom leg over there. And we, we buy material for that. Uh, but we've got a, a shipment now that needs to get out of the prison, get over there. And so if you want to be a part of that and help get that word out uh, and, and, and help lift others up, um, you can go to standingwithhope.com today uh, and, and be involved with that and, and, and donate. Or you can go to my website at Hope for the Caregiver. Either way, it'll take you there. And for a one-time donation of 250 or more, we're going to send you Gracie CD, my CD, and my book. And uh, just as a gift, just be one-time thing. We just want to get this big shipment going. And uh, we're doing other things right now to offset the fact that we cannot go. Uh, we We... Sponsored one of our patients is, um, uh, and we've been treating him since 2006, and he is finishing up his bachelor's degree, and we're helping pay some of his tuition to get his degree so that he can go out and he's going to be a teacher, and he's been an above knee amputee for some time, and we we put a leg on him and so forth. So there are a lot of different things that you can be a part of, and if you like what you're hearing on the show, if it's been meaningful to you, be a part of it, and help us do more and do it better, and uh, thank you very much. All right, we've got a lot of folks that are uh, calling in and and want to talk about this song. I'll just give you a little taste of it here. It's... um It's a, it's a wonderful hymn, and it ties in with what we want to talk about today. So, uh, and, and if somebody else gets the song and you know it, that's okay, because I'd like to hear how this song is meaningful to you. So, so don't, don't just hang up because you didn't get the, the name of the song, because you obviously have a connection with this song. So I would like for you to hear it and, and, uh, and share with others why this song is important. So let's go to one of my favorite that I've ever talked to throughout the whole show. He's been, gosh, he's been listening for a long time. Homer, Homer in Oklahoma. Homer, good morning. How are you feeling? Good morning, Peter. Uh, much better after hearing your performing of that particular piece. It's one that really has powerful meaning for me because it lifts my heart in times of stress. Be still my soul. And, I love that hymn. Now, now, tell me, tell me why it's one of your favorites. Drill down on that a little bit. Well, I'm something of a musician myself, but over the years, it's become more 
understood that music um, pierces the soul. It's the language of the soul. And in my darkest times, I can always go to that uh, proof of intelligent design that has an effect on me. Be still my soul when played as you just did with great inflection reinforces that God is present, God is alive, and God soothes. And for me, most recently, I've, I've joined a bereavement group, not as a facilitator, but as a participant. And music is always introduced in the group as powerful. And that piece is powerful for me. It is. I think that is a great word for it, Homer. It is a powerful hymn. And I'm going to uh, I'm stepping over here to the caregiver keyboard. I'm going to read the text here. Be still, my soul. The Lord is on thy side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Leave to thy God to order and provide. In every change, he faithful will remain. Be still, my soul. Thy best, thy heavenly friend, through thorny ways, leads to a joyful end. That is a text that will be around for a very, very, very long time. And it is that you you don't, this is why I do the hymns on this show, because uh, it's nothing against a lot of the writers that are writing wonderful things right now. But these are, these are, these hymns um, reflect something different to me and they anchor me. There's a depth to them. They've, They've stood the test of time. And and I love these hymns. So Homer, I'm I'm, I'm impressed that you got it. I'm glad that you got it because it is a it is a great hymn, and I appreciate you listening to the show. So thank you for that, Homer. Thank you, Peter. God bless you. All right, Barbara in Ohio. Barbara, good morning. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Thank you. Well, I was already th- comforted by your words. <laughs> Because I only remembered the title of the song, not the, not all of the words. Well, and they're 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 uh, it's a it's a longer song. It's a slower song. It's not meant to be sung kind of fast or plunked out. You know, I, one of the things I don't particularly like is when people um, just plunk out these hymns. Play them with the respect that the text deserves. And, and, you know, when you have a text of that, and listen to this third verse. Gracie does this on her CD. Um, she did, she combined it. She did it a cappella. I didn't have it loaded this morning. I'm sorry for that. That's my bad. But she, she leads off with Be Still My Soul a cappella and then goes into Balm and Gilead. And it's, it's a wonderful arrangement. But listen to this third, this third verse. Be Still My Soul. I don't have my glasses on, Barbara, so you have to bear with me. This getting old is not everything it says in the brochure. Be still, my soul. <laughs> I, can't, I can't read the text. Be still, my soul. The hour is hardening on when we shall before, be forever with the Lord. Pat, why did I go get my glasses? Uh, I'll read this after I get my glasses. I always have to th- make things bigger. This is really embarrassing, y'all, but that's just part of getting old, I guess. And uh, I'll look it up and do it. But it's I love the, the last slide that Gracie does with it. Uh, I, I'll look it up. Uh, but it's it's the text of this thing just drives home this reverence and settling down of of our lives so that we can 
focus right there on what God is doing. And um, he be still my soul, thy Jesus can repay from his own fullness all he takes away. There, I can read it now. I had to look it up. I'm, that's embarrassing, y'all. Be still, my soul, when dearest friends depart and all is darkened in the veil of tears. Then shalt thou better know his love, his heart, who comes to soothe thy sorrow and thy fears. Be still, my soul, thy Jesus can repay from his own fullness all he takes away. And that is a um, that is a soul-anchoring text, isn't it, Barbara? It is. It really is. It, it's given me the words to give to my friend. I tell you, I have something on my heart today that I don't know if you know the answer to it, but um, the other night, my one of my very best friends who's been caregiving her husband now for the last past year or more and um, with Alzheimer's, and uh, they took him to the hospital. And um, so the family, so the request came through to pray, but then the request included the family says, don't bother, Pat. She's weary and she needs rest. And I said in my journal, oh, my heart aches for her and her family tried to protect her because I know she's spent and weary, but she needs to know that we care. So send her a message with no words or a short prayer or a scripture, whatever the Lord gives you. I was there. I was weary. I was spent, but I also felt very alone. And I didn't know my family did the same thing. I didn't know about it until later. Well, there is a, uh, she is weary and she is spent and she doesn't want, want need or want to necessarily talk about it. If she does, that's her decision. I've, I sat down with a um, Messianic rabbi for an interview that I'm going to put out next week that I, that I hope you all listen to. And we talk about the concept of Shiva uh, and how it relates to the family caregiver. Shiva is, they call the sitting Shiva, and that is what they do in the, the, the Jewish culture. Uh, I've been doing it for thousands of years. And when, when, when the bereaved is sitting there quietly and people sit with that person, but they don't initiate the conversation. They just sit and let them initiate it. You don't want to give an anecdote. You don't want to try to some kind of nice, funny story about their loved one or whatever. You just sit there with them and then let them uh, speak as they feel a need to, as they process what happened. And you could see an evidence of that in Scripture in Job 2.13 when Job's friends saw that his sorrow was, it was so great. And they just sat there with him for seven days and didn't say a word. And uh, in fact, when they started talking, that's when the wheels came off theologically of what they were saying. But but that's 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 your friend. That's you and me. Sometimes we just need to sit and we don't need people to tell us, well, they're in a better place or God has a plan or this. They don't need to try. We don't need to try to offer something. We could just be with them. And one of the things the rabbi said was that that you put the one thing you can do is you can hold their hand and put your hand on top of their hand. And that is one of the most um, poignant signs of just comfort. Just just holding their hand. That's it. You're with them. I love that. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. And and that presence of just being with us in it. He and that's what the whole the word Emmanuel means. You know, God with us. 
and that's the whole point of it. So, Barbara, thank you for sharing that, and thank you for just giving us an opportunity to talk about that with your friend, and, uh, and, and I'm grateful that this song means something to you, Barbara, I really is. Yeah, thank you. Well, appreciate you. Appreciate you listening. We've got to go to a break. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is Hope for the Caregiver. Hopeforthecaregiver.com. We're glad to have you with us. Be still, my soul. The Lord is on thy side. Is that something that anchors you? Is that hymn something that, a hymn that means something to you? If it does, give us a call. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. We'll be right back. By understanding your own emotions and the emotions of your spouse, you can grow closer than ever to each other. On the next Focus on the Family, Dr. David and Dr. Jan Stoop share their SMART Love acronym and explain how improving your emotional intelligence can transform your marriage. Next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Focus on the Family is heard each weekday morning at 5 o'clock Central on American Family Radio. Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk. Christian parents are on the hook today because they have to identify the threats to the value system uh, that's being taught to their children in public schools. And their job is to protect their kids from these influences. Tune in for Family Talk with Dr. James Dobson. Weekdays at 6.30 a.m. and 9.30 p.m. on American Family Radio. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to our program. God's blessings to you all. The Word of God tells us many times in one way or another, fear not. Today in the world, many are very fearful, afraid of the coronavirus and other perils that are going on in our world. Psalm 91 verses 1 and 2 tells us, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I will trust. I'm Joseph Parker, and we here at the American Family Association would like to remind you, fear not, put your trust in the Lord. We'd like to both encourage and challenge you to aggressively put your faith to work. Certainly use wisdom and insight that government and medical professionals are encouraging, but first, put your trust in the Lord. We'd like to encourage you to pray Psalm 91 daily for yourself and your family and keep your trust in Him. If you'd like to get a copy of the Psalm 91 prayer for yourself, email us here at psalm91 at afa.net. Welcome back to Hope for the Caregiver on American Family Radio. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Our song this morning reflects a journey for us as caregivers. And uh, I love these old hymns, and I and I like to play them in a way that makes sense um, to my myself and, and to, to give respect to the text.
This is Be Still My Soul. The tune, I believe, is Finlandia. And uh, it was written as part of a symphony, but it had come out of the Russian-Ukraine uh, type. There was a, I forget all the countries involved, there was a pretty ugly war. And this is what the, this composer did to to call to people uh, a time of, of solemn uh reverence for it for 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 understanding the the principles of god in this and you can't just get a you know i don't i don't like it when people take the hymns like this i i, I hate that listen to what this text is saying the text is saying be still my soul and as i this, this was driven home to me as i said earlier uh, as I was sitting there in the hospital with Gracie, and I was just being still, and I looked over, and she had coded. And if I hadn't have been still, she'd have died. And I used to think that as a caregiver, I'm supposed to just run, run, run all the time, time, time. And sometimes I'm not supposed to do that. I'm supposed to just be still. And and you, if you look through Scripture, you'll see tons and tons and tons of Scriptures about being still before God. Psalm 62, 5, for God alone, my oh, my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. Psalm 46, 10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. Psalm 37, 7, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil desires. And Jesus, of course, one of my favorites, he, he wakes up, he's in the bottom of the boat. All the disciples are freaking out. He just says, looks at the storm and says, peace, be still. He speaks to the wind and the waves. This is, this is the message throughout all of Scripture of learning to be still. God is God all by himself. He doesn't need our flurry of activity. You tracking with me on this? As caregivers, I know we have to do a lot of tasks. I'm the king of multitasking, you know, but there are times when we have to practice intentional stillness. Be still, my soul. The Lord is on my side. Let's go to Judy in Illinois. Judy, good morning. How are you? How are you feeling this morning, Judy? I'm wonderful. Thank you, Peter. Is it? You are well, such is this a blessing my, to me. Is this my friend Judy the Baker? Who bakes gets up early yes, in the morning and bakes all kinds of stuff? Yes, it is. I won't be making <laughs> bread today. I'll be making cream puffs for my granddaughter. <laughs> oh, Judy, I'm, I'm gaining weight just thinking about it. Oh my goodness! Well, how, what's going on with you today? I just love the song. You know, I was raised in a parochial school, and we sang the hymns all the time, and it's different today. We, don't, we never sing the hymns, and I really miss them. They minister to me so much more than the songs we're singing today on a screen. But a couple weeks ago, I fell in church, got a big rug burn on my knee, but I was on my way to the suggestion box to put in a suggestion that maybe we could have equal time for the hymns because nobody sings in our church. They don't know the songs. And it just sounds like you're always singing by yourself. And I miss the hymns. I'm like Barbara that called before me. I don't always remember all the words, but just the music just ministers to me. 
I well, was married for 50 years before I was a widow. And over those 58 years, there was 14 different times people came to live with us. And I took care of them. I've never had anything as intense as you've been through. But I've been through 17 surgeries, major surgeries in the last eight years, 18 years. And I've taken care of other people while I'm trying to recuperate myself. And sometimes you get very, very weary. It's just something that you have to step aside with God and just be quiet. And that's You do. You it. it and sometimes it takes living a little bit of life to understand that. I do think the pendulum, and I'm going to say it here, and you guys can verify this around the country, but I do think the pendulum is going to swing a little bit back towards the great hymns of the church because they are they 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 stand up. They have depth to them. They have structure musically. Uh, the the hymnal, the church hymnal, is basically the the you know, and and of course. Bach was the the father of church music, and he was steeped deeply in the Reformation, and his theology was was so solid, and it came out in his music. And in fact, a lot of not probably not everyone, but vast majority of his his um, his compositions had SDG at the end of it, a solo de gloria, um, to God alone gives the glory, and. And so the hymnal reflects this, the way it's structured, the way that the harmonization is done, and it works. Uh, it, it works musically. It's, it, it's, it's soul-satisfying musically, and that's a longer conversation to have. But the way the structure of the hymns work, I learned how to read music before I learned how to read words. Uh, I was seeing music on the hymnal as my mother held it for me, in church, and I didn't see, I couldn't make out what was going on between the staves of the, the you know, of the staffs on the music, but I could see the the notes and the shapes and everything else, and I was just a little kid, so this is um, uh, this is important for us to have the hymnal with us. We are missing out on stuff, and I think people are going back to it because there's nothing like a global pandemic, and the unsettledness that's going on in our world today to drive people back to things that have substance. People are looking to stand on solid ground and they're tired of all this stuff that just, you know, a lot of songs today that come out are filled with, you know, personal reflection and personal fulfillment and psychobabble and all that kind of stuff. But when you hear a, a text like this, be still my soul, the Lord is on thy side. That, that doesn't need any embellishment. It's there. It's, it's right there, and it's applicable right now to us as family caregivers because we are a frenetic bunch. We are a frantic bunch, and if we can learn to intentionally settle ourselves down, then we have then you can you can watch what happens into us physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Leave to thy God to order and provide. Now that that line alone, I, I I could spend a whole show on that. Leave to thy God to do it, not you. It is not all up to me. It is not up to me. Gracie has a savior. I am not that savior. You, you're tracking with me, and 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 in yep. every change, he will faithful. He faithful will remain. Be still, my soul, thy best, thy heavenly friend, through thorny ways, 
leads to a joyful end. And ultimately, that's where he's taking us. He's taking us to a joyful end and in the process, revealing things about himself along the way, sanctifying us through this process of just learning to be still. And that that's, I think, Judy, I, I, I believe this. I believe that you're going to see a, a shift more and more of people wanting to hear these great hymns of the faith and and to, to, to learn them well. and to, to embrace them. I sure hope so. As a child, I wanted to play the piano so bad that I was dyslexic and I have eye problems. So the you know, music is just all over the place. The songs, the words in the book. I, some days I get up, I can't even read because it's so bad. The words are just... In Sunday school, they asked me to read one Sunday. And I started to read, and the teacher says, Whoa, 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 what are you reading? And I told him what passage, and he said, In what version? Can you do that again? I said, No. His head shook. He goes, No. I said, No, I could read it, read it 17 times. It would come out different every time. So I really struggle with that kind of stuff. But, but you know, I had a day that I was so weary. I just had to sit down. I just I couldn't stand anymore. You know, you get to that point. I've been weeks without sleep, and I'm trying my best to help a pen pal from Chuck Colson's Prison Fellowship. We've been pen pals for 17 years, and everything just seems to go so bad sometimes, and I just have to sit there and say, it's okay. God's with him. I know he's going to be okay, but it's hard. It's really hard. I may not be caregiving 24-7, but it seems like I'm up in the middle of the night and I'm on the computer or I'm reading. Or Well, when you do those things, Judy, just remember this first line and hum it to yourself. Be still, my soul. The Lord is on thy side. Just if that's if you remember nothing else, be still, my soul. The Lord is on thy side. In the middle yep, of the night, if that's all you can do. And even with dyslexia and everything else, that will come out right every time. Be still, my soul. Yep. The Lord is on yep. thy side. Judy, you are a delight as always. Go make your cream puffs. Make one for me. Let's put it aside for. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you are a delight, and I love hearing from you. And thank you so much for giving me a call, okay? This is Peter Rosenberg, and this is Hope for the Caregiver. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. 888-589-8840. Be still, my soul. The Lord is on thy side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Now, here it is. This is for you as a caregiver. Leave to thy God to order and provide. Leave to thy God to order and provide. Your loved one has a Savior. You ain't that Savior. All right? Be still my soul. We'll be right back. This is Peter Rosenberg. Hey, this is Peter Rosenberg. Have you ever helped somebody walk for the first time? 
I've had that privilege many times through our organization, Standing with Hope. When my wife, Gracie, gave up both of her legs following this horrible wreck that she had as a teenager, and she tried to save them for years, and it just wouldn't work out, and finally she relinquished them and thought, wow, this is it. I mean, I don't have any legs anymore. What can God do with that? And then she had this vision for using prosthetic limbs as a means of sharing the gospel, to put legs on our fellow amputees. And that's what we've been doing now since 2005 with Standing With Hope. We work in the West African country of Ghana, and you can be a part of that through supplies, through supporting team members, through supporting the work that we're doing over there. You could designate a limb. There's all kinds of ways that you could be a part of giving the gift that keeps on walking at standingwithhope.com. Would you take a moment to go out to standingwithhope.com and see how you can give They go walking and leaping and praising God. You can be a part of that at standingwithhope.com. I've heard it many times. A frazzled mom in a public place with a toddler, yelling warnings left and right. You can hear her two aisles down in the grocery store shouting, If you don't get over here, I'm leaving without you. Hi, I'm Mark Gregston with Parenting Today's Teens. I'm pretty sure that mom wouldn't leave her three-year-old in aisle six of the supermarket. But we've all done what she did. We bark out warnings without any intention of following through. I've met a lot of parents who put off consequences in favor of idle threats. But I've also found that it breeds chaos in their home. If that's something you want to steer clear of, be sure to decide rules and consequences before the frustrating public scene happens. Then stick to your guns. Want more parenting help from Mark Gregston? Find encouragement through articles, books, and more at parentingtodaysteens.org. Welcome back to Hope for the Caregiver. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. He does know the plans he has for you. And that is Gracie from her CD, Resilient. And you can hear more of her stuff at hopeforthecaregiver.com and be a part of what we're doing. If you like what you're hearing on the show, if the show means something to you, be a part of it and support it. We have a thing that we're going for this month. Uh, we're working on getting a shipment together to send over to Africa for this prosthetic limb outreach that we've been doing for 16 years. It, it was Gracie's vision to do it after she lost both of her legs. And we've got a lot of parts and equipment to ship. Could use your help to do it. One-time gift of $250. We'll send you her CD, my CD, and my book, Hope for the Caregiver. And uh, we thank you very much for being a part of what we're doing. We're talking about being still. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, I want to thank... Uh, uh, a listener, Bobby in North Carolina, called in. He doesn't use a computer very much, which God bless him for that. And he says, "How do I do this if I want to donate something?" And you just send it uh, e- uh, um, a mail, uh, just go regular snail mail, PO Box two five zero, McAllister, Montana five nine seven four zero, PO Box two five zero, McAllister, Montana five nine seven four zero. Make it outstanding with hope. Standing with Hope is the presenting sponsor of everything we do here on the show, and it's the overarching ministry that we we created here many years ago, Gracie and I did, and it's for the wounded and those who care for them. And uh, but we're talking about being still, and and what that means to us as caregivers. And and I I leave to thy God to order and provide. I love that that 
line in there, and I will tell you, this is an embarrassing story. I mean, you know, y'all are used to this by now, me sharing embarrassing stories. But some years ago, back in 2004, Gracie was invited uh, by the White House to sing at the Republican National Convention in New York at Madison Square Gardens, and she opened up the second night of that convention. And they flew us up there, and uh, we're up there together, and it was, it, was, it was wonderful. It was a wonderful time. They put us in the Waldorf Astoria. Nice place. And uh, she got up and did her thing and really did a great job. It was, she's, she, she really brought it. And uh, uh, in fact, you see the, um, at the end of it, if you, if you ever watched the video with it, at, uh, this is long before, <laughs> before social media really took off, but uh, the camera ends up on Governor and Mrs. Huckabee in the audience and, and they were just beaming. And it was, it was just a wonderful time. Well, you know, we were supposed to go home, um, I think, the, the next day or so, um, or that Thursday or whatever, two days later. This was on Tuesday night. And the uh, the White House called. Uh, we, the RNC had been doing all this stuff. The Republican National Committee had been doing all this, the logistics. But the White House said they wanted Gracie on the platform with the president when he gave his um, nomination acceptance speech. Gracie and me on the platform. They they said they'll take me, but they really wanted Gracie. And so um, we're staying at the Waldorf Astoria. Now, that place is not cheap, by the way. I just want you all to know that. In case you were wondering, that is not a cheap place to stay. And they said, now you stay. And then the RNC was saying, no, you go on home, and you need to get on a plane and go home. And the White House is saying, no, you stay here, and we'll take care of it. And I'm, think, I'm watching the dollar signs increase because if I – if if this thing is going to start, my pocket is going to start being hit with a couple nights at the Waldorf Astoria, changing planes around, new flights, all that kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, oh, this is not cool. And and I, you know, I was in a in a mild panic. And I remember I actually called my father and down in South Carolina, and well, actually I think Gracie called. He says, "Would you talk to your son?" And I was, you know, kind of just snorting and blowing and trying to figure out what to do, what to do. And uh, dad says, just, just sit, sit still, be still, just be still. So I sat in a rocking chair. There was a nice rocking chair there in the, in the Waldorf Astoria in our room. And I sat down in his chair and I just, I was, I was just blowing. I was just you know, like a horse after a race. And I just settled down. I calmed myself and I just sat down and Gracie looked at me, just rolling her eyes and I just sat down, and I was still. An hour and a half later, we got a call, and they said, nah, it's all good. We got it. See you tomorrow night. <laughs> and if you go, uh, we actually made the cover of a couple of magazines because we're in the, right over the president's shoulder, and um, Gracie wore her tennis shoes because she has better footing, but she left her purse and everything downstairs in the green room, and so when we went up there, you couldn't go back down once you get up there. So you see Gracie, she's wearing tennis shoes. Um, but we're, we're sitting right behind the president. We, we were in a lot of different magazines and so forth, and it was a lot of fun. But it all worked out. But I had to learn to sit down and be still. Leave to thy God to order and decide. You ever have those kinds of moments where you have to just be still? That, that this is not yours to fix. These, these, and they, that's embarrassing. I mean, these are embarrassing things, but I, my whole life is filled with embarrassing things that I've had to learn. And so, uh, you know, you just, 
but, but, but I see the principle in it. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. Exodus 14, 4. You know, uh, Psalm 131, 2. But I have calmed and quieted my soul. Like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. You know, and, and Job 6.24, teach me and I will be silent. Make me understand how I've gone astray. Isaiah 32.17, and the effect of righteousness will be peace and the result of righteousness, quietness and trust forever. This is our journey as caregivers. Can we intentionally calm ourselves and be still? Tell our souls to be still in the midst of all the craziness. Judy in Ohio. Judy, good morning. How are you feeling? Uh, well, uh, a little nervous. Nervous? Uh, listening to all the people call in and knowing uh, at 67, my husband's 84, and he just went into a home, knowing what I'm going to be going through. He's always been a healthy medical disaster, but this is going to be something different. And uh, it's scary. <laughs> It is, it is scary, and, and, and that's the reason. God, that's the that's the reason we're having the conversation today because there are scary things out there. There are right, things that get us right. worked up. If it wasn't scary, we wouldn't have to tell ourselves to be still. Right, and my son wrote on my uh, blackboard, "Slow down," and that's what God's been telling me with Psalms forty six ten for for a while. It's in my bedroom on my wall. Um, so I thank you. I didn't know the song, but it sure was beautiful. Well, it is a uh, it is a great hymn for us as caregivers to be still our soul. Be still and know that I am God. Psalm 4610. I will be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that I am God. Uh, there's an old, um, be still and know that I am God. I, don't, I, I haven't played that in a long time. But it's um it's a great one. I tell you what I'd like to do, if it's all right with you, Judy, um, I want to have them get your information. If I'd like to send you my CD, it's called Songs for the Caregiver, and uh, it's just hymns. Um, and Gracie sings about half of them. I play the rest, uh, all of them. And uh, uh, but there are hymns on there that I think that, and this hymn is on there. She sings it a cappella, and it's on there. And it's um, I think you'll find it very meaningful to you. You can get this, uh, download this CD out at iTunes and Amazon, everything else, Songs for the Caregiver, wherever you download digital music. But you can, um, I think this will be meaningful to you as you go through this next chapter in your life here. Uh, that you, when you, when you get to that point where you couldn't get agitated and it gets scary and it is scary, Judy, it is scary. Yeah. That then we calm ourselves down with these things and remember that he is God. Leave to thy God to order and decide. Your husband has a Savior. You're not that Savior. Yeah. And yeah. as he goes into this place, the the, the thing that I, I, I hope that you'll hang on to um, is that you will you will remember that God is already there where your husband is. He's already okay. there. And when you can't be there, when you are apart from him, God is there with him. Okay? He's already yeah. there. 
I remember when Gracie gave up her leg uh, back uh, 30 years ago this, this spring, this year. And she said uh, she had been trying to hold on to this leg for a long time. This was her first amputation. And, and she said later, she said, I didn't know what was on the other side of that operating room door, but I knew who was. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. And, I'm so glad I called. I wasn't going to call, uh, and I thought oh. about it many times, but your last caller's name was Judy. It was almost yeah. like I, I was supposed to call. We get, we get one more Judy, and we'll have the trifecta here. Well, don't go away. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to put you on hold, and we're going to get you information. I'm going to send you this CD, and just listen to it when you get scared. Listen to it when it gets a little bit gnarly. And if okay, if I hit the wrong button and hang up, call back, and we'll get it. But uh, okay. um, but we'll, we'll send you this CD, and I think it'll be very comforting to you, okay? Yeah, thank you so much. All righty. This is what we're doing here on the show is learning how to calm our soul. And please don't think for one moment that I own this. Okay. Everything I'm saying here, I need for you all to say it back to me. Okay. That's the whole point. <laughs> We've got to remind each other of these things. Uh, th this is where the battle is for us as caregivers. The battle is not in dealing with all the tasks of caregiving. Those are wearisome. Those are mundane. Those are vexing and all those things. But the real battle is in our hearts where we are so agitated. We are so frightened. We are so unsettled. And into that, we hear this great text, Be still my soul. The Lord is on thy side. Leave to thy God to order and provide. Okay. This is Peter Rosenberger, Hope for the Caregiver, hopeforthecaregiver.com. We'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.